Welcome to the Life Engineer with Matty J. He unpacks and interviews guests to share the tools, components, and software that's needed to build a life and mindset by design versus one of default. Welcome, Anna, to um, the podcast. So I'm going to introduce you. Say your name. I was going to say it, but right, but you say your name right. Anna, Katrina. Chalakum. Chalakum. Um, so health coach, holistic therapist, and founder of Bliss Cloud, Bliss Cloud Yoga Mats. That's right. Yeah. So, we, we, so we know each other from Facebook, really. We've connected over time. Yeah, we are friends on Facebook, but we've never actually met. We've had a couple of calls, but that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. But we have some links, I think. Definitely, look at the flowers you got behind you. <laughs> Makes mine look a little bit. <laughs> We're blooming, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. And yoga mainly is what I've associated with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so yeah, do you want to chat about what you what you do? Okay, so I started my career as a holistic therapist. That's what I kind of first got into training. And that was the therapies like aromatherapy, reflexology, massage. I then went on to work for Virgin as an in-flight therapist and then left to have my children. And then there was this kind of big gap where I didn't do much. And then I started getting into... When you say you didn't do much, you meant just had kids. Yeah, you know, you just yeah, just take that it. easy yeah. thing called motherhood. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> just get around all day, yeah. Got two for one twins as well, so that was just crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's funny how we play that one down, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah. Sat around. So yeah, I was sort of at home, and I was doing lots of training around the same sort of time, health coaching and courses, and then I went on a retreat, and when I came back. I wanted a yoga mat and I couldn't find the one I wanted. I started looking online and I had this idea. I'd seen one I quite liked. They didn't deliver to England. And then I came up with this amazing idea that I was going to create my own. (laughs) With that kind of amateur, naive mind of like, I'll just do my own. Um, And then it kind of just started. And yeah, it was a real sort of labor of love. And I had to learn along the way everything. But it was amazing. I got to meet loads of great, you know, I got into the yoga community through that really because, you know, I'm not a yoga teacher. I was doing yoga, but this was my, yeah, this is how everyone thinks I'm a yoga teacher. I get loads of invitations to festivals to teach and I'm like, I'm not a teacher. But I have since trained to be um, yoga nidra. When you say you're not a teacher, are you saying that because you don't want to or you don't think you're qualified? Um, Well, I'm not qualified. I've never done the yoga teacher training. So I'm just a practitioner, you know, I just, just, just a practitioner. It's funny because when I put my application in for my um, coaching diploma, there was part of me that was like, I don't know if this is a lot of shit because, because like that picture you've got behind you, did you get the qualification of whoever done that? Like, are they qualified to do that? It's part of me is an art, you know, like there's probably people that are really qualified at yoga that you you and, and wouldn't have the impact you would have with people with the way you are you know there's some things that are, i think are, are are i definitely think with me with coaching there's certain people that um that would take to me and wouldn't and i think i think it's a bit of an art and it's interesting when people say they're not qualified at yoga i do think that um there's an element of that that you need to not injure people yeah 
yeah often, i mean when uh, i was doing my massage training she said like you know at the end of this you're going to come out of your certificate and she was like don't think that makes you a good therapist mm. you you know you, if you don't practice if you don't come with the intention of being you know being present being there for that person you're going to be a crap massage therapist even though you've got that certificate to say you did the training so i think there's... when i did the diploma i think i think i would say 30 or 40 percent of the of the coaching maybe there's an 80 20 rule and i think actually 20 percent is the content that we learn yeah which was based on what the one i did was actually it's funny it was based on the grow model so setting mm -hmm. goals reality options win but i think the meat on the bones isn't and i talk about essence in in coaching a bit like the plants they have an essence they all we all have the same makeup and 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 people have the same makeup but it's the essence that makes the difference between you and me and maybe hair um but there's there is the essence in stuff and i do think that um to being a yoga teacher you can know all of the moves mm -hmm. but you might be either a dick or you may just be the wrong type of person that doesn't connect or doesn't synergize with people and they just don't feel like they can open up like one of the things i do in coaching the first thing is to get people to open up and that's not a easy thing mm -hmm. to do if you're not you know do you know what i mean so i, I just yeah. my point is that that qualified in some sense is irrelevant but you still want to have some structure to know that they're not they have got that background you know the yoga yeah. team what makes the if you went on a course what would you get differently than you've got now yeah i mean i th it would probably be the things like um anatomy and you know it would just be that backbone bit and i guess you get the insurance don't you <laughs> like yeah. But, you know, they say, like with coaching, you know, some of the best coaches are hairdressers and bartenders, aren't they? Yeah. You know, it, it is that having that ability to get someone to trust you, open up to you and, yeah, connect. Yeah. And I think that, um, and, and so one of the reasons I sort of reached out with you with, I find the links and analogies in a lot of stuff, like the gardening uh, links with life coaching, I use it in sessions. One is to make it simple for me to understand. Um, mm. And the others, I think, is to find those analogies. But I found with yoga and life, there was a lot of synergies. Same with engineering and boxing. It's funny how the laws of things. So recently I've been coaching people, at whatever level, there's an element of letting go that mm -hmm. allows them to get. And in yoga, it's the same. that You can sit and try and get into a position. But the... The key is to slow and let go yeah. of tension, of air, of energy, of other outside influences, which is why I use yoga in hand in hand sometimes with meditation, because it allows me to create that space to be present, to connect with the body, which naturally brings you to now. Yeah. And that's where you get in yoga. Um, mm -hmm. It's the sense? surrendering, isn't it? It's that you know, you can get into a position and your mind is saying, I can't do it, I can't do it, I don't want to do this. Or, or if you're in a class and you're looking like slyly to the side to see that person who's got the perfect position next to you and you're just like, and, and if you can get out of that and actually relax, surrender, release into it and get out of your head that's telling you all this mind chatter, which is a lot of the time we're in our own way, aren't we? Yeah. Um, our bodies are actually amazing at doing this stuff. and. And yeah, once you get out and re really relax into the position, 
that's when that calmness comes. That's when, you know, we, we are opening ourselves up for the clarity and the drop-ins and the, you know, that enlightenment, you know. <laughs> it, it all does go, I find it funny. From the background I've got, I start finding that I sound woo-woo when I come out with some of this stuff. Like, um, So I did this thing the other day um, about it's away, it's away, sounds like namaste. I've never used the term namaste, but it's away. And there's all these different ways of baking a cake and yeah. it's got to find your own. And, um, and I find that where we start, and it's, it's funny how, how the truth of, of stuff comes into it like that. Letting go in life, there's no different really to that process you're doing with someone to stretch into a different position. than I am doing with someone to engineer into a different position, either in work or with business, like mm-hmm. to, to elevate their business and to delegate they need a safe system to, to delegate. And without the safe system, it could go amiss. But with the right system, that's how you, you grow a business, with mm-hmm. stretching and, and, and a lot of that's letting go. Yeah. Someone else has got to do those things. You yeah. Know, I only do it my way. And you can, that tension's there, the same as that point in yoga when you need to stretch. And that, in that letting go effectively in the right alignment, Mm-hmm. that's that's where that you can then get that next stretch of distance yeah. and you do the same in the businesses um it, it's it's funny that that it comes back down to that point with people what you've been holding on to when people say they got in their own way and they when they got out of their own way the difference mm-hmm. between me and stretching there's a couple of things that is truth is one is my belly um the other thing is is but but generally it's there's an element of that you can't and you can't cheat things like in yoga if you can't touch your knees then you can't sit there in a session and touch your toes which is where in gardening comes in with the repetition yeah that it's a habit of i mean i know that you do yoga and you can probably do head poses and all that sort of stuff but you you didn't do that in one session did you no no you have to have that you you have to do that you have to be a beginner don't you and beginners yeah. are rubbish at things yeah. and you have to go through that stage and anyone who's a master at anything has started as a beginner haven't they yeah. and i think a lot of people give up in the beginner stage because it is so uncomfortable none of us want to be rubbish at something do we none of us want to look and especially things like yoga you do look like a fool if you turn up to a class and everyone's been doing it for months or years and it's your first or second time you have to, you know, expect that you're not going to be doing those poses and you have to kind of just go, you know, you, like it is, surrender to being the beginner. But okay, yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to, and, it, and it's, I use the term foul forward and my sister started using it. She works a lot of work with kids to, to explain to them that, um, you know, you have to, you have to do that. Like when I, I, I laughed when you talked about your yoga mat setting the business up like naively at the start, I'm going to, you've almost got to have that little bit of naivety and let go and fall into it because, um, and whatever position you're in, in developing that business, like I'm doing, this is my, I think fourth podcast now. Yeah. So my son's come on board and he's helped me link it all to different things. So I've asked for help. I've actually paid him. Um, so he's, he's on board with doing that. There's a process, so I sent out a form to you that I fill a questionnaire. There's there's so many different steps I'm getting, and one of the steps is to actually keep it open and where I can fuck up and say the wrong things and mess up because I'm quite comfortable with that yeah. process. But 
but that um, you've almost got to get through that to establish where you where you one where you are, and and that movement you can't cheat it. Like no. the world champion boxer, I could pretend to be, but you put me <laughs> in a ring with a boxer within thirty seconds, you'll sniff out the shit I'm talking. <laughs> Same as if I said to you I was a yoga, you know, whatever, and sat down. You you can't cheat these things, can you? You've got a you've got to spend the time spent on them to yeah definitely i mean you can go you can probably get so far with a bit of humor you can take a few steps i think it's a bit like anything you know if i wanted to say i was a runner i could push myself and probably run 10k yeah now, i'm doing two miles at the moment i could probably push myself to that and there is a need to do that in yoga as there is in life that point of stretch needs to be there and maintained yeah but forcing it is not the right way it's just keeping that if you imagine a yoga move i sometimes sort of sit and i'll take a breath and settle into the potential pose and then just sit a lot of the time with that and then just try and let go and i find that as i try and let go and relax and let go of thinking and tension and it falls into what i love about it is that whatever stage you're at in the yoga journey the benefits are still there so even if it is say your first class and you're struggling with certain poses whatever pose you are doing you're still getting the benefits you know you're still calming your body you're calming your nervous system you're taking that time to be present and to get out of that madness of the world outside so whether you're in some advanced hold bind or you're literally just sat cross-legged if you're really present and and taking that time to slow your mind and be in your body you're still getting the amazing effects and you still have that like afterglow and you still feel really great mm. so i think that is why so many people are drawn to it because it doesn't actually matter if you're a master you still feel good yeah. i think there is there is a thing and it's the same when i started getting into life coaching that there's this um there's this, uh, what's it called? This perception of what life coaching is. I think a lot of people think it's like, I'm going to go, yeah, Anna, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. Um, and it's the same with yoga. I think there is this, like, you're going to go in and you're going to wear lycra, or you're going to sit there and everyone's going to have to, and there is this, that, that boundary of getting through that, <clears throat> that, uh, and I've done this with me with exercise lately. Um, I just need to work out. So I have mm. two slots a day where I do something. And it's like, just, just get into the habit of like the yoga thing, just buy a mat or find the room and a corner and just do something a day. Yeah. And I think that space, um, I think it's interesting people that haven't done yoga that in that space, cause I don't think it's, I think it's a bit like people in religion. They go to the church cause they think God, but what they get is they get systems of how to live and it's, and it's what they're actually getting, what they think they're getting yoga to me isn't necessarily about being more flexible. It's taking the time and space to sit. So mm-hmm. I, I found when I was doing courses on meditation, I didn't quite get it until I sat on a yoga man, maybe put some moisturizing cream on and just sat with the senses and the smell and the touch. It just brought me more present, which is what I think yoga and meditation is linked to mm. is in that present moment where you're not thinking about oh, tomorrow, I've got to do that, 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 that you're here. Yeah. And with mindset, I talk about that like fitness, that it's not 
that you don't get disrupted and out of breath. It's that you get back to like a recovery rate quickly. And yeah. yoga is one of those things you can use to get centered quickly. Um, yeah. And I think it's been consistent. Like you said, it's like, I mean, I, I talk a lot about micro actions and like some days I really, I'll do anything than to get on my mat. And so my thing is if I just sit on my mat, then mm. I can praise myself because that's all I've got to do. Cause once I've got on my mat, then nine times out of 10, probably 10 times out of 10, I'm going to do something, even if it's one move. But sometimes it's that, you know, my mind, I'm too busy. I can't, I haven't got time. It's the so all I have to do is sit on the mat, like, and then I'm there. It's fine. <laughs> There's one of the first books I read. I think it's 52 ways to improve life. She talks about getting the file out. That if you've got something to do, if you just get the file out, then you're about to start saying. So I have a thing, my workout, so I have a minimum, so, so 30 minutes walking on the treadmill, um, or I go for a two-mile walk around it, or I do something, which is a set of press-ups or a set of sit-ups. I've only just started doing them, but it's easy. And my easy go-to is to sit on the yoga mat, because I think that's easy. I'm yeah. going to sit there. But then what happens is you generally move into a couple of routines, which then gets you open, and you think, oh, I'm going to carry on. Or it doesn't, but you, like you say, you've done something a day. And yeah. it's forming that habit, like when you're stretching and, and letting the muscles unform habits, really, getting back to that flexibility that babies have got mm-hmm. and, and letting go of that tenseness that you're doing the opposite, essentially, with yoga is you're, you're forming a habit by getting on the mat and then unforming a habit by unlocking the muscles. And I think that when, when I'm talking about, let's call it the life engineer for the podcast, when I talk about engineering, um, so I worked on a lift the other day and we put some components in that weren't in before. We looked at a circuit diagram and inserted them to give it an upgrade. It's a similar thing. Someone at the moment who doesn't do yoga mm. takes 30 minutes every other day or, or five minutes every other day at the moment to mm-hmm. sit. Maybe go back to a school, school stretch of trying to touch your toes and sit with that that you're inserting a system in there and then that system eventually does grow. Yeah. And it it does it naturally. Like if I sit there and I relax into a position and just stay there, suddenly my body falls and I can just lean out and touch an extra bit. Yeah. It just relaxes into it, doesn't it? It is like we're holding so much tension, which we are and, and our body relax, you know, um, we get benefits really quickly. You know, if you start doing it, you'll notice how quickly your body will get further in, you know, you become more flexible. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's why I love challenges. You know, like um, there's a woman called Adrian. She does these 30 day free yoga challenges on YouTube and they're great because they set up that habit. You know, you turn mm-hmm. up each day and you do a little bit and then it is like you said, it takes away that resistance and you start to, you know, you can feel that little bit extra, you're nearer to your toes, you're getting, you know, you're on your mat, you're feeling like, yes, I'm going to keep this up now. Yeah, I think that what I've worked out is is engineering the routines and forgetting about all the other stuff. Mm. Because what happens you can do is you get into a routine of you're sitting there and you're touching your toes and in three weeks you haven't touched your toes, so it's shit, so you're going to pack up. Yeah. And almost like that sport rat comes in, like I'm not getting what I want to get now. And And for me, it's like giving up with that just do the routine because that's where you engineer the the real work is just doing it in repetition there are there are systems in benefits into it 
But I know that if you do 10 minutes of yoga a day, within two weeks, you're going to get some movement. You are, yeah. And when I talk about movement, you, you have to get creative in what you want to do and then you have to get shit done. <laughs> so it's like coming up with some time that you can do it and one thing that you can do in it and then just do it. And that yeah. point in the middle, it's like welding. Um, then you form something which is a new new habit, uh, whether that's yeah. in business or not. Because um, I know going back to your bliss cow mats and that, I think we've, we talk, talked before about you starting this business up and then suddenly... It's going to be wonderful. And then you're down in the basement at night packaging up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the real, the, the reality of owning your own business and being every employee of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Getting your kids a, to help. <laughs> there's a um, carry-on film where he, he owns a restaurant and he runs around and he's the, he's the chef and he's the waiter and he's got all these hats. And it, when you are small and you've got to put these hats on you've got to do that haven't you suddenly i'm the when i get emails and it's like can i speak to your sales team please <laughs> one sec <laughs> that'll be me <laughs> but it, it is isn't it and it and i don't think people and that's the same as the start of yoga that starting off and that and that mechanism once those habits are in there or you can outsource to other people it's exactly the same process as as the engineering in into the parts of yoga you know getting more depth in certain areas and and that sort of stuff so um so listen self-care was one thing that we talked about um so touch pace on that so you, you use yoga obviously for self-care yeah it's it's a part of it so i run like women's day retreats and i and a, a weekly retreat as well i'm not sorry a whole week retreat that we do yearly which it has yoga in it, but then that's one element of the self-care. So it's mindset work, you know, meditation, breath work, what you're eating, you know, hydration, nutrition, sleep. It's those fundamental pillars of having, you know, positive mental well-being and, and a healthy mindset and just, you know, high consistent energy, good energy. Um, and a lot of them are like obvious, but are we actually doing them? You know, we all probably know that we should be drinking water a substantial amount, but the amount of people I know who don't because they don't like the flavour it, or you know, like, yeah. or you just forget, like you said, you know. I think you should rather drink something else, so you drink something. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, we have habits, don't we? And we get drawn to other things of much more. You know, like you're probably more going to like to have a coffee, aren't you? If you're thinking, what shall I go? You there? You froze. Um, yeah, yoga is one part of a whole load of self-care tools that I use. Yeah, I, so I use the analogies like boxing. You know, you have a stance with boxing, whether it's just chin down, hands up, elbows in, knees bent, on your toes, move. You know, there's like five systems. And everything I do, I try and put in this, this system. So, this, so for well-being, there's all those characteristics in the system. And you may have a smashing punch when it comes to yoga. But if you haven't got enough water or you're not getting enough sleep, you know, those mm. parts can mess you up. And it's yeah. that there is a balance to all of it, isn't it, with, um, yeah. with, with self-care. That, and, and, and you can have all of those things and be really happy. But if you haven't got a pot to piss in and you've got to feed the kids tonight, then you've got to have that as well, you know. So income. So they all, all come into it. I talk about... Um, mindset um, 
alignment and movement as the three things that I work on. You can be in a good place without money Mm -hmm. and without being an expert in yoga. You can be in a good place now, which essentially is really just being present. Yeah. And then, and then you can move. But I remember there's a, there's a lot of people that are moving that are not in a good place. Um, And they were, like I said, there are, and this is why I wanted to try and unpack this, the components of it, because it looks from a distance. Like, Anna's got it all thussed out. She does the yoga. She's fine. Everything's lovely. It's trying to drill into that when some times are just shit. And what do you engineer out then? Because you've got kids as well and uh, business and that. And there's a point there. Like, what do you do on the points where it's like, I don't want to do it? Well, I mean, last year I took on, I started another company. I've got, I've definitely got this magpie shiny object thing. So I started another company with an, we did a Kickstarter campaign. Again, this like, oh yeah, I'll be fine. When the reality is they're full on, they're like proper, you know, every single day. And it's that going for your goal. And if you don't reach your target, you don't get any of the money. So I really stretched myself way too thin and I started feeling it. I was getting stressed, anxiety. I was, my sleep went to shit. So what was the and mechanics of it? If you had to point to a bit that was stressful, was it, was it the, the fact that you wasn't, was it a financial? Was it, was it time? Was it? Both. And it was, it was, it was the pressure that we might not all this effort and we might actually lose our money, you know, lose the investment we've made. Yeah. We really had to invest. So there was the financial because I was putting so much energy into that, I would totally took my eye off bliss cloud. So the bliss cloud sales went down because I wasn't sleeping as much and I had less time. I wasn't doing my self care practices. So then my stress went up. So, you know, it's all related Mm. looking back, you know, I'm like, um, how did I get so into it and not just step back and say, right, you need to meditate more and you need to get on your mat more. But when you're in it, sometimes you just, I was thinking what I need to do is work harder and force myself more. But actually, that was, I mean, we did meet our goal. We, we got funding. And I've actually since then stepped away from that company because I realized I, you, I can't physically be a single mum to three kids, run two companies and do my health coaching. And, my, you know, it's three companies, really. Yeah, so same, so, yeah. same thing with some businesses. But when I bought the house and I landscaped the garden, I built this cabin at the end of it. And I did, I did that with the garden. I put borders water features I think there was like three or four water features it was all very lovely there and then I was off at five o'clock every morning into London and back at six or seven and we had two little kids and it's like so I use the analogy in the, in the gardening club that you've got one watering can which is 24 hours and unless you can outsource and invest in other people's watering can it's your 24 hours and there's only so much you're going to get with your water and yeah. if you're going to water that business, that's fine. But then don't, don't think you're going to be spending a good 40 minutes on the yoga mat because, you know, there's only so many hours in the day. And that um, focus of yeah. what we've got is important. And I think sometimes we get caught up just spraying it all over the place, thinking it's going to benefit. And no one benefits then. You know, it's just little... Yeah, there's not enough energy. There's not enough focus. It's a bit, you know, too, you know, multitasking is rubbish when you're, you know, anyway. And like, yeah, I was just ending up doing the minimum on everything and then wondering why it wasn't flourishing. So like doing four yoga moves at once, you know, like, yeah, that's it. I'm you know, now. And you get no value, do you? You get no value. When you do yoga, you, you work into one area. Yeah. And you focus fully on that. 
And um, I remember the only the, the most successful time I was dropping weight is I didn't do any exercise. I stopped and I just I ate really well and I did yoga and I really pushed on yoga. Um, and I started to ache every day like I've been to the gym and it was such a nice um, feeling. But that that attention, that focus in life. I remember my coach, actually, one of the things he described me as is hydraulic system with the power that was pissing oil everywhere. And I was the same with too many different businesses or not enough of a focused system on what we do. The moment I allocate things like very structured with a calendar on businesses yeah. and, um, and park certain things um, and it makes it more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can get caught up, can't you, with the shiny bits and oh what gosh. you want to do. Yeah, totally. But, uh, you know, if you've got that mind where you can see possibilities and you think, oh, that could be great. It's not. It doesn't mean it should always be a yes, just because yeah. you can see that it could be good. So yeah. Yeah, I was with. Uh, I was in a session with a guy the other day that was thinking about setting up a business, but and and actually what we unpacked was he just didn't want to work for a dickhead that he'd been working for, and so so that was actually what he wanted, and he thought having his own business was the answer, and when we unpacked a little bit about what having your own business is, when when you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But if you said to someone who loves yoga and I spend all my time yoga and then I'm going to set a business up, well, it's a bit like teachers that become headmasters that spend 80% of their time in management and emails and actually 20% or 10% time with kids. Suddenly yeah. they don't get aligned to what they wanted to do because business is, yeah. a lot of it's just a lot of shit you got to do. And mm-hmm. unless you can scale it quick enough to outsource that other stuff so you're just connecting and doing your yoga stuff, you know, packaging up yoga mats, posting them, sending them, and then send out a little thank you package or whatever. It, there's all that stuff involved yeah. in the components of it, which takes you away from what you thought you was going to be setting up, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I love the creative side and I love the going out to the festivals and the meeting people and the talking, but the back end stuff and the financial stuff and the, you know, the stock taking and the customer service and all that, that's when I, you know, I need someone else to do that. But in the beginning, obviously, you yeah. have to do all that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think, so I use the compass um, with clients, that energy for you, you're definitely creative. So anything creatively, if we want to sit here and we chat about a new business now, we can set it up, you'll be like, yeah, fine. <laughs> and then I said to yourself, and then we've got to talk about how we use an email campaign and how we structure and save those email addresses. and what form we do you know suddenly you like start drifting off and the energy goes and it becomes hard work yeah to to align yourself with that um yeah and it's it's you and you have to align yourself with it i always talk about when you have kids no one wants to get shit on their hands but when you've got kids you want to be a good mum so you do whatever you got to do and you change nappies and do everything it's not that you want to do that but you want to be a good mum so you align all of the crap you've got to do with giving birth and having kids with being a good parent or mm. being there for them. And it's, and it's that alignment of, of, and I think that's the key with, um, if you do want a business enough, you'll align to get that stuff, stuff yeah. done. You obviously do feel passionate about Biscad, or you, w- you would have just dumped it ages ago, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think, yeah, you, you remember why you started it and, and is it still bringing you passion? Are you still excited about it? Obviously, things do change. That beginning excitement change. It's a bit like a relationship, isn't it? Mm. The first bit, 
you're all like infatuated (laughs) you're putting on your best front you do anything for them a few years down the line it's a little bit like the real side comes out oh really like (laughs) you may still do it but maybe it's not quite as enthusiastic yeah no it's it's funny uh, but there's power in all of that stuff but then but then again if your partner then left and you realized um and realigned to why you was with them then that energy becomes and that realignment with everything i I always do that so in the garden the flowers move to the sun to be the Mm -hmm. most successful because they get the warmest the hottest which attracts the bees they have this mechanism of staying aligned to the power that sort of serves them um mm-hmm. it's like sticking with that you know when you're in there and you're doing the you know wrapping the yoga mats up remembering you're not doing it because you wanting to sit and wrap yoga mats up at 12 o'clock at night <laughs> and you've got to get up early you're doing it because you want a business that matters yeah. in a subject that you want to do with the business that's going to give you the lifestyle you want to have for your kids you align back to yeah. why you're doing it you know yeah, and it's your own thing. It's like you said with the nappies, isn't it? You're not, you never get into it for that, but that's just, you don't mind doing it so much because you're doing it for yourself and it's your your baby that you're growing and helping to thrive, so. I remember when, when I started thinking about this um, alignment thing, I started helping out down the scouts hall with developing the land because um, they wanted to develop the property and they was trying to get me to go and help with the kids and I, I joke as a coach that I don't generally care. My questions are more about creativity and asking the right questions. I don't really give a shit if it makes you cry or not. It doesn't mean I don't care, but it's in the creativity. And I remember developing that um, place and I had the energy to go in there and cut the grass and uh, landscape and work with them on trying to do the extension. But all the activities with the kids and that, I was like, I just, I'm busy, I'm bored, I've got to go. And there's, where there's a will, there's a way where there's not as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And that started, I started thinking to myself, well, there's energy for that. Why have I developed and spent, stayed all night building the cabin and developing the house? And it was developing creativity where I thought to myself, that's easy. The energy's there. It's, you know, yeah. that if, if, if I said to you, okay, we've got a company and you've got to come and volunteer, it's going to be, well, let's create the logo. You'd, you'd be doing the creative side of stuff would be easy. Mm-hmm. you if i then said we've got to sit and prepare the vat returns for the end of the quarter you mean like, i've got lots of stuff to do with the kids you can feel it can't you it's the energy but whereas some people it's funny the kids have started helping me out um and one of them doesn't mind doing anything as lot as long as there's no attention and the other one she's considering coming on the podcast because she might get paid more the, the, the way they sit with things differently for their energies, one's technical, back of house. Yeah. It's just alignment. So same with plants is knowing yourself to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of people are cheating. Like, like they think they could do what you do where you stand up and do your videos. Well, some people could and should, and some people just aren't right for it. But, but that, Again, it's like looking at someone on the yoga mat next to you thinking you should be somewhere you're not. Mm. Their conflict comes in and it's funny how that can, um, can affect you. Well, it can put you off, can't it, if you see someone who's really competent because you can think like, oh God, I'm never going to be like that. And it feels like they're so far ahead. It's like when I first did my first Facebook Live, I was a wreck, you know, like I was shaking, but I don't even know why I did it. 
I, I don't even know why I did that first one, but I had this call to do it. And then, and they were rubbish, but I just kept doing it. Now I feel really competent and I find it really easy to come on and speak on Facebook Live, I don't think about you it. You can't cheat it. So I did the white collar thing a couple of years ago, three years ago, I think now. And I remember when I was in the gym and I was hitting the bags and stuff like that, I remember thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. And then when I got in and started sparring, I remember thinking then, like, not so much, but when I got in the ring, my sister wrote a book about fear. And it's interesting, the fear, like the noise that's going on, it's like an interference, it's paralyzing. You know, if we was just having a normal chat um, and then suddenly 500 people were there, like how there would be a change, not in what we were saying, but a change in the, the, the noise. I talk about the bullshit, the, the, the script of the, of the stuff that, that goes on. This starts to become louder and you yeah. can't hear or know yourself. And I remember when I was going in the ring thinking, I'm going to do all these things. And I remember just moving around just enough to keep going. Um, and how paralyzing it was and debilitating. And I think that, um, that is interesting to know that because you can't cheat stuff, mm. but it's the perception of, so I use Pinterest to get inspired. So I look at people that are doing magic at yoga and at business or whatever, and use that to inspire. It's the same thing, but I could use that to make me feel bad it's how you align that to seeing someone well and thinking I'm going to be like that if I carry on doing this versus, Oh, well, they're much better than me. I look shit. I'm going. Well, that I've shifted definitely. Cause I, there was a time when I would have looked at anyone and thought that's my reason why I can't do it. Whereas now I look at anyone and I think, well, if they can do it, so can I. So there's definitely a shift. And it yeah. is like you said, it's your perception, you know, to be honest, if they can do it and, and you, look at how they got there and what they did follow their steps. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. A lot of times with clients, um, I say like having a mentor and it's exactly the same. So you go into a field, if people have been in it before, there's paths that are cut Yeah. and you can see those paths. So if you can see a path that's heavily worn, you generally think, well, that's probably trusted, you know, someone that's done yoga and that says, says this and we'll get you to give us three examples of what someone can do well that's just a path and mm -hmm. if you follow it it's going to get you where anna's got but there's potential and it's funny knowing where we are like mike tyson's up there boxing i'm down there's other people in between there's probably people above you where you think well they're magical yeah. and it's that it's that it's just where you are the truth is yeah. It's just where you are. And if someone looks and perceives to be better than you, then they've been doing, they've been spending more time than you have to grow better. And that's yeah. the simple truth of it. And I think if you can see that, then it takes away that where you should or shouldn't be because that's stretching the truth. You are where you are. Exactly. I think if you put in the commitment, put in the time, show up, be consistent, you're going to make progress, aren't you? So one thing I was going to say was if you didn't have any of this, so what I put down was, um, yeah, what would happen if you stopped all of this with the systems that you got for self-care? What would sort of come, come back in or what would, what would you say are the things that you would start? Overwhelm, definitely. I would start to feel overwhelmed very quickly. I mean, I, this is kind of what happened last year, so it's very fresh, really. Um, 
all my ways of coping, all my calmness in the chaos, shining through the shit, as I say, yeah. it just, it starts to crumble, you know, because I start, I start reacting instead of responding, you know, suddenly my kids needing me becomes where I'm like screaming at them rather than just seeing to their needs and saying, actually, I'm busy. I'll see you, you know, let me help you in a minute. It's like little things become bigger things mm. and people needing me in emails that need to be answered suddenly build up to more than they should be. And so my self-care keeps me on an even keel. It keeps my, yeah, it keeps my anxiety low. And it is linked to the garden, home. isn't it? That if you didn't maintain the garden, whether, wherever you was, it would, it would still grow a load of shit in it. Yeah. People, when, when we do our course, the Waterman can, you put this picture up, people think a wild garden by design is fantastic. When actually, if you left the garden, it would just be covered in weeds and brambles. You know, we design a wild garden by design. It's not, it's not a wild garden because a wild garden hasn't necessarily got, you know, all these wonderful flowers in it. It's actually by design. And, and that mindset's the same. Like if you've cultivated a space where you, um, where you have a good state of mind, just like the garden, there's an element of engineering, in, an element of maintenance because that can slip back just like a garden can, because there are a lot of dickheads out there. There is stuff that would stretch you and, and manage. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting because you can do the deep work on certain areas of your life, but like the garden, you've got animals and wind bringing seeds in that then plant themselves that mm-hmm. by nature, you know, you're going to get in a great space on the yoga mat you know, on a Sunday night when the kids are in bed and you've had a sip of wine and it's all fantastic. Monday morning comes up and you sleep over your alarm clock and the kids are late for whatever. It all, <laughs> it all yeah. happens, doesn't it? Or the power goes off and your alarm clock yeah. doesn't work. And suddenly that comes in. And this is where I think I like the link with um, fitness, that it's not a case of being stretched. It's a case of a recovery rate that mm. it's going to be mental that Monday morning, but how quick can you waste the whole day feeling shitty because your alarm clock didn't go off? Mm. Or can you get yeah. back really quick, you know? Yeah, and if you're tending the garden regularly and then you've left it for a weekend and it's, there's a big downpour and then there's sunshine and there's been this, like, you know, like suddenly the weeds have grown. But because you've been tending it regularly, it's not going to be such a big job that if you went off and left it for a month, is it? And then you've got to come back and get back on track. Yeah. Yeah, we've done this for the first time in a while in the garden. We've got plants that have taken and flourished and we've got areas that we've matted and put stuff down. So we're lifting up weeds rather than digging them up. The surface weeds. And it's similar in the relationship and mindset that I say that doing that deep work on it, I get to a stage recently it's kicked off with the kids and Xbox and this, that and the other. I get to a stage at the house where I quite rightly get the ump for a certain reason. But it doesn't. I do get stretched, but it doesn't take me a while to get back to a point of other apologising for getting stretched. I can't remember it was the other day that I kicked off at my son and um, and I had to go for X, Y and Z. But there was another reason. And I remember saying, I'm sorry, I shouted. And he was and he joked and he was fine. But I remember that that how quick I did it. I was pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Or I caught myself and got back to um where that before could have got me on a rant and we could have never healed back. And, and he, he and me got back to a good point straight away, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that, um, that work coming back to that centered point, which is what 
coming back to yoga does gets you to that yeah and like you said that you know we're all going to have times where we drop off the mat or drop off the, the actions and the practices but it is like how quick can you get back on how quick can you pull yourself back into alignment or notice notice that perhaps you're getting out of alignment and that you you know you need to and i think the other a- thing is is having the insight to see it you know like last year when you said you was amongst it mm-hmm. one of the things i do with coaching is get people to sit and look at things differently it's like a room full of mirrors you know and if there's shit there's shit and you'll see it and you'll but you'll see the truth and that being in a position with the business like now you look back and think if i'd have stopped then maybe and let go of the business or dumped it or and spent more time on myself i would have been in a better position mm. um but you get caught up in uh this is what I quite like, the boxing analogy. I remember being in the gym before sparring with someone that was the same ability as me, and it was like a little bitch fight. And you think to yourself, no one's really learned. And I liked sparring with someone that was good because they'd move around and you'd be doing all this and suddenly, bang, you'd get hit. And it'll be like, that's where you're open. They'll be like, all right then. And then you carry on, but you know really quick and you learn rather than just scabbling around at stuff. Having that looking back, and seeing that situation very quickly, you could look, you could, and getting better at that, you could understand. I'm getting overwhelmed. Mm. Seeing seeing the overwhelm. Once you see it, then you can put things in place. But when you don't see it, is when you get caught out, don't you? Mm. Yeah, and you get caught up in things, and you 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 know you think there's that um, like obligation. You know, you've said yes to something and then you feel like you can't let someone down and there's all this like <laughs> playing behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's that story coming in, isn't it? It's probably not the truth because they might have felt exactly the same way or exactly. it's that. Um, and this is where we talk about coming from the truth. Like the truth is you could have asked them, this is yeah. going fucking mental. Is, is it doing your head in? Like getting yeah. the truth of it. And if they were like, no, I'm fine and I'm fine. Then, you, then you, then you can, you could even question that truth. Like, are they being truthful? You know. Mm-hmm. And, but working from that, I use the plumb line. Working from that centered point, always coming from that centered point, you get a measured truth. Like when you start bowing and thinking, "Well, I wonder what they think," or "I wonder what this," you're not. It's not centered. It's not truth. It's just wondering, and that's when you can get yeah. lost in shit. Um, yeah. And 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 you do. I mean, luckily you brought yourself back to a place and. Uh, and you've worked from that. So, um, so what would you say if, if someone was going to spend a little bit of time and you gave them maybe three small tips to be able to regularly do something, what would you give people advice for to get in a better state of mind that you, habits you use maybe? In yoga or just in self-care? Yeah. Um, so... I'm trying to think the three things that like I do every day that are, they're just so simple but they without them I would like so I have like warm lemon water as soon as I rise and this amount of people I do coaching with who don't do that and then they start doing that and they're like oh my god so much is that a slice of lemon in hot water or is that lemon yeah well I mean I just cut a lemon in half and squeeze half a lemon into right. like a big you know like a pint glass is it water or just water out the tap I use boiled water and then I fill it up with like filtered water on right. top so it's drinkable so it doesn't scold my tongue. Yeah. Um, so that definitely, because you know, you've been sleeping all night, your lymph isn't moving, you, you know, your body's 
sludgy so that really helps you you know you're dehydrated when you wake up it helps boost your system it helps clear everything out is that a pint of yeah i mean i normally have i normally have a couple of pints really yeah just, you know not downing but you know yeah. just as soon as i wake up I'll, I'll go and get myself one and then i'll do like my because i do look on a good day i'm doing like an hour in the morning sort of meditation breathing writing down my gratitude on the yoga mat and then cold shower or hot shower then cold shower so through through, through that hour i'll be sipping my water my lemon water so a lemon a lemon to start the day off that's one thing yeah, so that's one thing that I would, and I think some sort of gratitude practice. I mean, it's yeah. so easy, but when you start noticing things that you're grateful for, you have more things to notice. You know. It's- yeah, we do this in the in the. You get what you water. There's a trick where you look at everything yellow and then shut yeah. your eyes and then ask them what they can see that's blue, and they don't know any of it because they focus on the yellow. And that get what you yeah. focus for. In in the the gratitude thing, I talk about earthing in engineering that everything's mm-hmm. earth to a point and it's the same with trees and rooted that the more you can get in there the stronger you can take anything like it's a safe thing to do to get centered that gratitude is where you become grateful for the things the simple things um, and i think it's a bit like growing your roots yeah oh my god it really is and when you yeah, you know, like you say, like when I was pregnant, everyone was pregnant suddenly, you know, because you do, you just yeah. start, but when you start actually thinking about what you're grateful for, you suddenly start feeling more grateful. You start mm. having more things to have gratitude for. And then when you're in that state of gratitude, you feel happier. And we do all want to feel think happier. Gratefully, it's a, it's a, it kicks into that process of being more grateful, doesn't it? Yeah. Generally. Um, it is. And I think when you're really grateful, I, grateful and anxiety are really hard to be side, you know, they don't really exist together. If you're in that element, if you are really feeling grateful, you are generally happy and joyful and content. So it kind of helps diminish things like anxiety, stress, depression. So the more you can get that muscle fine tuned. Mm. So I literally will, I normally will do it morning and night, just three things that I'm grateful. And the great thing about doing it in the morning you can do future gratitude, so you can be grateful for things that haven't happened yet. You know, almost that like manifest. Grateful this morning that we was doing this podcast. Is that what came up? Yes, I was grateful that how amazing it was going to go and <laughs> what an awesome chat it was going to be. Because your mind doesn't know, does it? So it starts no. hooking into that feeling of like, oh, Rob, you know, you can wake up and you could be worried about everything's going to happen, or you can think, oh, it's going to be a great day. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And you and get what you wanted, didn't you? exactly so yeah. so gratitude is definitely that's really helped me um and then i think the third i could not say some sort of body work yoga like you know it doesn't even have to be on a mat but some sort of movement every day whether you're going for a walk or yeah do you know i used to when i used to go into london quite a lot on the tubes i used to spend that time and do my neck rolls so i used to sit on the tube and I've got quite a big thick neck and i've always sort of struggled with sort of stress around there but i used to sit there for ages and even get to a point where I'd just sit and rest and just open up my back. And then to start with, I was a bit conscious that I was doing it. And after a while, I'd stink of a shit. And I'd sit there and I'd, and I'd almost sit there so comfortably, like I'd spend a tube journey that could be a nightmare. And that I remember just as something as small as that, sitting yeah. and rolling the neck made a difference. 
Um, it, oh my gosh, it does like hoopaloosa in desk, just, you know, doing wrist exercises, fingers, you know, like stretching and that, especially your shoulders, you know, like lifting your shoulders. It takes nothing. You can do it anywhere. And yet it, it makes a massive difference to your posture, to your, you know, your stress levels, how you're feeling. But I always say to my kids, because they always get really self-conscious and I'm like, no one actually cares. Yeah. Most people are just more concerned about themselves. That's the truth they? of it, isn't it? <laughs> It is the truth of it, I think. And that's another thing. We get in our own way. Like people are gonna um people are gonna rush to line up to like, oh look at look at him, look at him. And and the truth <laughs> of it is when I'm on the tube doing that, I'm not thinking about what anyone else is doing. To yeah. start with, I was conscious of them thinking about what I was doing. But yeah, the truth is no one um it's funny how that gets in the way though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you do. You start thinking, oh God. I'm the loony on the train, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't take the yoga mat. I thought I'd leave that. <laughs> but there you could do that. Yeah, uh, I everywhere. I'm always texting at that photo opportunity. So when I went to Paris, I had it out in front of the Eiffel Tower doing a pose. Like I have kind of gone to the extreme now of like <laughs> worrying what people think. See, once when we done the garden down the bottom, I've got a bit of deck area where I've got a, um, a day bed and, um, and that in the morning, I, I like getting up and watching the garden come to light. And I had these visions of doing yoga in the garden. And I think I've done it twice where I've brought the mat out and done it. Um, but I don't know why I, th I think I've not done that. But that's another thing, again, when you step back and look at where you could do yoga and what, doing it outside. And I have stretched before in the garden, but it's a nice, especially while the sun's, not, sun, uh, the, the sun's out at the moment. It is lovely. And you hear the birds and, you know, you're... It is, and you look up and it's the sky. It's, it's a totally different experience. It's lovely. Mm. So listen, what else do you want to tell us about Blisscoud and your uh, workshops coming up? Do you want to close out with uh, pitching what you're doing? Yeah, so at the moment on Facebook, I've got, actually, I don't know if you know this, my women's group is called I Can Buy My Own Flowers. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, so the, the idea is that, you know, we're responsible for our own happiness and yes. we're not waiting for people to bring us the flowers. You know, lovely to have flowers, but we, we, we can buy our own. We can have our own, you know, ha happiness and, yeah, feel good factors. So that if anyone wants to find me on Facebook, it's yeah. I Can Buy My Own Flowers. Um, they can just request to come and join. And that's where I'm doing sort of self-care tips and daily gratitude things like that and I run workshops and online courses and then bliss cloud yoga mats is my facebook page and that's the bliss cloud element so that's where I'm sharing the yoga things and the yoga mats and I share about my retreats and things nice and yeah blisscloud.org is the website so when we get up and running eventually we think and believe in the pop-up shop we'll be selling bliss cloud yoga mats there I think amazing yes yeah, so listen thanks for coming on Thank you. It's been great. Yeah, and good luck with what you're doing. Um, I like the backdrop, by the way. Did you uh, get someone to make that, or is that? No, oh, I just got this one recently, courtesy of Amazon. But oh. it's good, hey? <laughs> I like it. I like the the analogy. So I use the um, dancing without music. Um, it's the same as buy your own flowers. That you can sit and wait, um, and you can sit and wait you know, for the right person to come along and all that sort of stuff. And that, and that engineering a life by design starts with you taking action, doesn't it? It's, it's, you can wait for someone to come along and buy you flowers and make you feel wonderful, or you can just say, fuck it, I'm going to get my own exactly. and start. And you just got to make that first move, like dancing without music. You can wait to be pissed and the music to come on. 
Yeah. And you, you can just keep waiting for the right for the right for the right moment, or you yeah. just find the move and start. Um, yeah, you can be waiting forever, can't you? Whereas yeah. actually, just go and do it. <laughs> what happens if the yeah the flower shop shut or the music dies or whatever? Then you just sit and wait for the right thing to do. And I think that's I think that's not that's the essence of cultivating life by design is that you you have the control of doing that now, mm-hmm. not not waiting for any outside influence. You engineer it and cultivate it from inside. So. I'm glad we had a we had a chat. I think there's some good stuff there for people to uh, tap into. And let us know how you get on with your um your course and your uh, your retreats. Thank you. I will. <laughs> See you later, Anna. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Take care. See ya.